You have just joined Parkinson's Recovery, and this is the place where you can receive information, support, and resources if you happen to be an individual who has the symptoms of Parkinson's. It's my pleasure to be interviewing John Coleman, who is a naturopath doctor from the grand country of Australia. John, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Robert. Thank you for inviting me. John, can you tell people about yourself? Yes, well, uh, these days I'm a naturopath uh, living in the suburbs of Melbourne and uh, also practicing in a small country town called Lancefield. I'm married to a, a beautiful woman that I met in America called Nicole and uh, we're living a great life but in 1995 I was very sick. I had very advanced Parkinson's and early stage multi-system atrophy and because of some uh, treatment by the medical profession and some uh, incidents throughout the diagnostic procedure I decided to explore options other than Western medicine and after three years of very hard work I had become symptom free. Since my recovery I've done a lot of research um, in my clinic and with some colleagues to understand how and why I recovered and how I can help other people and over the last 10 years it's been my joy to see a number of people recover from Parkinson's, from multiple sclerosis, from muscular dystrophy and other very confronting neuro and autoimmune disorders. So it's been a joyful journey. You've also written a book about your experiences called Stop Parking and Start Living. That's right, I have, and that's a bit of a do-it-yourself book. So uh, anyone who reads that, and I think it's very inexpensive, but not only will they read more about my story, but they'll get step-by-step uh, -step instructions on improving their own health and, and confronting the real issues around these disorders that we call names like Parkinson's disease, which are just names, just names to cover sets of symptoms. Question number one comes from uh, Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil, from Luiz. I live in Brazil, and my mother... 81 years old, was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. She has polycythemia vera 2. I would like to know if I can give her B2 vitamin, and in parentheses it says riboflavin, 20 milligrams three times daily with no risk of increase to her hermatocrit, which I assume is a test, and then it says the actual level is 46. Yeah, hermatocrit, yeah, it's one of the iron absorption characteristics. Um, well, Robert and Louise, uh, I need to first point out that as a naturopath, I would not focus on very specific points like this. Um, what I would be wanting to look at is your mother's general health. Yes, she has polycythemia vera and she has Parkinson's disease, but these are sets of symptoms 
indicating an underlying uh, imbalance and state of ill health in your mother. So that's number one point. The, the second is a question. Why do you want to give her riboflavin 20 milligrams three times daily? Now, I can only guess at this because we're not sitting face to face, but some of the symptoms of polycythemia vera is, is heat, burning, flushing, intense itching, and it may be that Louise is hoping to alleviate those symptoms by giving her fairly high vitamin B2 intake, and that may be temporarily successful. However, what we need to recognise is that polycythemia vera and Parkinson's disease are both sets of symptoms of a fundamental imbalance. And so, number one thing is to get your mum's health balanced, which means she needs to be eating excellent food. She needs to make sure that her intake of vitamins like vitamin C and vitamin E are high, much higher than recommended by conservative dietitians or medical doctors. And I'd be recommending anything from 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, perhaps up to 10,000 milligrams under supervision of a naturopathic doctor. Um, and vitamin E, natural vitamin E, perhaps ranging from 100 international units per day to 500 international units per day, to balance production of blood cells, to allow blood to flow appropriately, to pick up oxygen and oxygenate the periphery. Um, the, her diet should be very much uh, based around good vegetables, a wide variety of colours, uh, with protein from fish and eggs and avocado and nuts and seeds primarily, although some very lean red meat from time to time is okay. Uh, perhaps she would respond well to uh, immune-supporting herbs like Astragalus and Andrographis and perhaps others. Again, reference to a local naturopathic doctor would be very helpful there because her, her immune system is obviously suppressed and that's one of the things that's creating an imbalance in the uh, bone marrow expression of blood cells. And um, she needs exercise and it may be that she's finding it very difficult to move around at the moment. There are symptoms of this disturbance called polycythemia vera, uh, including fatigue and lethargy and difficulty in movement and headache, etc. Um, so passive movement could be helpful. Somebody working to move her limbs, help her to stretch and to flex two or three times a day for a short period of time. 
so improving her overall health will over time reduce the symptoms that have been diagnosed as particular diseases. My view of administering high dose riboflavin is it's probably not very useful. Um, it would be more useful to give her a good high potency vitamin B complex supplement once or twice a day which would include riboflavin in adequate quantities. So, how does that sound? Wonderful. George from Canada asked the following question, which is a bit related. My wife has been slightly anemic for over five years, just after she was afflicted with Parkinson's disease. Her hemoglobin, iron content, and percent saturation have been all below the minimum recommended range, despite valiant efforts to increase it, like taking iron pills and eating iron-rich foods. Her doctor says that taking FE pills is not efficient, as it is poorly absorbed. Apparently, a lot of Parkinson's disease patients have this problem. What steps should she take? Okay, um, there are a number of absorption problems common among people diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and this is because most of us have a very inefficient gut function. Now, if you uh, read my book or, or look at the, uh, some of the early classes in my Parkinson's recovery program, you'll see that when we develop Parkinson's, which start very early in life, one of the major systems that is affected adversely is our digestive system. And there's a, a very good and well understood uh, process that, that creates this. Now, if we have a very poor digestive system, then it's going to be extremely difficult for us to absorb the minerals and vitamins that we require. So iron, calcium, uh, magnesium, phosphorus, etc. can all become in a low range. Now, um, iron also requires a high intake and a high absorption of vitamin C to be transferred and absorbed into the cells. So what we need to look at with George's wife is, is her diet excellent? Now by that I mean eating only foods that are of benefit to the body and none that will block the uptake of vitamins and minerals. Um, is the type of iron that she has been supplementing organic or is it synthetic and therefore very difficult for our body to absorb? And what else is she doing to assist absorption? Now, now with diet, of course, we need to eliminate the two major enemies of gut absorption and that is wheat products and dairy products and they both block uptake of foods through different mechanisms but they're both very inhibiting to health. 
Um, and as far as calcium uptake is concerned, dairy is a negative provider of calcium because it actually creates an acid condition in tissues that pulls calcium out of bones and the nervous system. So we need to get rid of wheat and dairy, look at leafy green veggies and broccoli, look at orange vegetables, white vegetables, yellow vegetables um, in large quantities, um, eggs and mushrooms and nuts and seeds, lean red meat but preferably young lean red meat like lamb. I'm not sure that you can get lamb in the United States but um, the youngest sheep possible or veal um, or deer, the game meats. Uh, do you get rabbit in the United States? I'm not sure. Uh, not in the grocery stores, I don't think, but I'm sure people can shoot rabbits. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we can get uh, very nice rabbits in Australia. Uh, one of the benefits, if you can call it that, of the English invasion of Australia and bringing their rabbits with them. So, uh, yeah, game, very lean, very young or game meat to, to give a source of iron. Now, George's wife also needs to be looked at by a naturopathic doctor somewhere close by to have a look at what her gut function is like. Um, you know, I don't know her age, but if um, she's in middle age, then probably her gut function has been deteriorating for perhaps 40 years or longer. And so many foods are not being absorbed. And because iron is difficult to absorb, then that's one that shows up quickly. Um, so there are really good herbs and other supplements that can improve digestive function fairly quickly that would then help her to absorb all the nutritional elements she requires, including iron. And as I said, vitamin C levels need to be high, so uh, probably supplementing with vitamin C will help improve her iron levels. Exercise is really important to maintain blood circulation and pick up of uh, minerals. And breathing exercises like with yoga breathing or deep breathing to give the best oxygenation of the available haemoglobin. So this can be improved, and yes, it is a common challenge, but it's fundamentally a broad digestive challenge rather than simply iron absorption. This is Robert Rogers from the Parkinson's Recovery. You've just heard John Coleman, naturopath doctor from Australia, answer the first two of eight questions that I'm asking him on the radio program today. How do you deal with orthostatic hypotension? I take Florineth and Mitodrine. I hate them. The side effects are horrendous. This question comes from Joe. Yes. Well, number one thing with orthostatic hypertension is we need to know what's causing it. And while sometimes that's uh, caused by Parkinson's, it more often is caused by the medication. So that is something that we need to look at very closely. 
if, for instance, um, Joe is taking levodopa drugs and um, dopamine agonists and or MAOB inhibitors, etc., or COMP inhibitors, then it's likely that the drug combination is creating excessive hypertension. And that drug regimen may be able to be changed to be more efficient and with less adverse effects. That's number one. If the hypotension is primarily caused by the progression of the disorder, I guess the glib answer is let's reverse the disorder and then the hypotension will go away. And, and I know this is not a funny thing because I also had orthostatic hypotension for a significant period of time during my journey with Parkinson's and it can be very scary and very uncomfortable. Um, there are some remedies and some activities that we can undertake. Number one is uh, really good deep breathing. So if we are having um, this problem with orthostatic hypertension, what we tend to do is suppress our breathing and breathe more shallowly. So we need to practice deep breathing and very good posture all the time and that encourages circulation and improves um, blood pressure. Um, I'm just writing myself a note here too while I'm speaking with you. Um, now, exercise is important and primarily core strength exercise. So, um, abdominal muscle strengthening, things like Pilates and some Iyengar yoga exercises um, and or uh, exercises under advice from a personal trainer or a gym instructor to develop abdominal and pelvic strength so that we can hold ourselves in a very good posture. Then we are less likely to have a sudden drop in blood pressure. Now, um, as far as the intake of supplements and remedies is concerned, there are a few that can help. And vitamin C, vitamin E and vitamin B complex are all important if Joe is not already taking these. Uh, vitamin C at, uh, I would say, a minimum of 4,000 milligrams per day. Vitamin E I found useful at around 500 international units per day and that's natural vitamin E and a very good quality vitamin B complex supplement once a day. There's a homeopathic remedy made by Rekaweg, that's R-E-C-K-E-W-E-G and the uh, remedy is R44. Uh, now, I know that Recoweg remedies are available in the United States as well as in Australia and Germany and uh, I think they're fairly easy to get hold of. And that contains uh, 
or homeopathic remedies in combination to assist blood circulation and therefore stabilise blood pressure. Um, blood volume is very important and often when we have um, been diagnosed with these sorts of degenerative disorders and or we're taking medication for them, we become significantly dehydrated and so our blood volume drops. Therefore we don't have as much volume, much blood, to reach the periphery when we make sudden movements. So improving blood volume is important and to assist with that, number one, of course, a good water intake of about 1.5 litres, which is I think about three pints per day um, between getting up in the morning and the evening meal. Now I say that so that if we're drinking a lot of water in the evening, then we'll be having to jump out of bed to go to the toilet during the night and that's not always comfortable. Now a water absorption of course and therefore blood volume can be helped with a remedy called the aqua hydration formulas and these homeopathic remedies uh, assist our body to absorb the water, distribute it appropriately and to hydrate cells and they will definitely improve blood volume. The other important uh, part of blood volume is when we've got sufficient blood, our heart doesn't have to work as hard, so there's less strain on the heart. Um, but I still think that the primary first uh, action to take is to have a look at the drug regimen if Joe's taking drugs. Um, the Parkinson's drugs will cause orthostatic hypertension. Uh, Florinef will cause um, osteoporosis. Um, Midodrine, I did look up and I've forgotten exactly what it is now, but I think it has similar adverse effects. So it, it's a good thing to reduce the number of drugs um, and that can be done with uh, working with a really good medical doctor who's prepared to have a good um, conversation with you and take notice of what is going on and adjusting the drug intake accordingly. But good luck, you can, you can win over this. I've tried almost every therapy and treatment over the past five years, but that darn Parkinson's disease still seems to progress. This included two stem cell treatments and other treatments out of the country. Uh, there was an improvement over the first uh, six months, but then the quote is, them benefits faded away. The question is, what supplements have you found to help the most? Look, again, we, this is a question focusing on some specific, fairly minor aspects of recovery. So I need to look at the broad picture here. Um, when this questioner says that they've tried almost every therapy and treatment, obviously there are some that they haven't tried and I'm wondering whether that's perhaps 
uh, or they, the ones they haven't tried are the ones that come from within. So we know that stem cell treatments are unsuccessful and always will be uh, because we produce all the stem cells we need and the only way to change stem cells into dopamine-producing cells or serotonin-producing cells, etc., is by changing the environment. Now, this is what researchers do in the laboratory. They take stem cells and they put them in different liquids to get them to turn into whatever cells they want them to turn into. So what we need to do is change the environment in our brain so that our stem cells, millions and millions of them that are in our brain, will change into the cells we want, like cells producing dopamine, cells producing anandamide and serotonin and glutamine, because all these neurotransmitters are what we need to get well. The UCB by IV I'm finding difficult to um, trace because the only reference to that I can find is a novel anticonvulsant drug and frankly I don't see any sense in having that. Um, from all that I've read about it, it would do us no good and I wonder who was offering that and why and I wonder about their motives. Now, the actions and the activities and the remedies that are going to help this question are, are number one, what I call the three L's. That is practicing total, complete and unconditional love for ourselves. And this is something that we forget and that we are taught is wrong. We are taught that if we love ourselves that's somehow incorrect or selfish. And to me that's a load of rubbish. You know, if we love ourselves then we can be well and then we can love other people wholeheartedly. So practicing total and unconditional love of ourselves is number one. Laughter is really important even if we don't feel like laughing. We need to find ways of laughing at least a hundred times every day. And meditation on a daily basis at least once per day, preferably twice per day, will improve production of all these neurotransmitters that we need. You know, it has been shown that those three things, love, laughter and meditation, produce dopamine in truckloads. So they cost us nothing, they're very powerful and they're the beginning of the road to recovery. Journaling is important, so keeping a weekly journal of our, our symptoms, our feelings and um, events around us is important. And then, of course, there are remedies like the aqua hydration formulas, bone therapy, vitamin C, vitamin B complex and folic acid are also important. There may be other supplements for each individual. But the most important point here is that 80% of recovery comes from inside ourselves, from our own love, our determination, finding peace within ourselves. This is 80% of the recovery process. And without that, then 
all the remedies and all the treatments and all the drugs in the world won't turn this around and yet we know we can recover because a number of us have recovered completely we, we remain free from all symptoms we don't need medication we live a healthy and, and active and joyful life so we know this is possible um, if, if this, the person who asked this question would like to look at the Parkinson's Recovery Program.com website where there's a lot of information that I've written about the recovery process and the importance of the three L's or that they can get a copy of my book Stop Parkin and Start Living um, which is available in hard copy from Amazon or my other website or uh, Robert you have it available as a PDF download um, and this again talks about the process of getting well you know we know that Parkinson's disease is just a set of symptoms telling us that there's a degenerative process in our nervous system and we know that we can turn it around and become well but it comes from within thank you this is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. You're listening to my pre-recorded interview with naturopath Dr. John Coleman from Australia. Next question is, could you tell me, have you come across very many people who can link their Parkinsonism to taking Lipitor? Yes, I, I have come across a number of people um, who've taken Lipitor or Lipex, uh, similar statin drug uh, or Crestor is another one, uh, and then found that either they suddenly became aware of Parkinson's symptoms appearing or their symptoms got worse. Now, there's a few comments here and, and I may start to sound a bit radical here, but Frankly, I see absolutely no point in taking any statin drugs for anything. Um, the whole cholesterol um, business is a great money-making device that is built on fear that is unfounded. Cholesterol does not cause heart attacks or strokes. And high cholesterol is not necessarily a predictor of heart attacks or strokes. What high serum cholesterol tells us is that there's an absorption imbalance in the body that needs to be corrected. And that may be because our diet is wonky or more likely that there's a, a a great digestive and absorption imbalance that's indicating a deeper imbalance. So we need to look at our general health. Now, frankly, when people have come to me with elevated cholesterol levels, with a few tweaks of the diet and exercise, meditation, and a couple of simple supplements, their cholesterol level has 
drop down to well under acceptable limits and their health has improved. One of the very surprising bits of research that's set the medical profession and the nutrition profession on their heads is about three years ago in Europe there was a very good research on the influence of eggs on serum cholesterol levels and it was found, I won't go into the whole study, but it was found that people who ate eight eggs per day had much lower serum cholesterol levels than people who ate no eggs per day. So perhaps one of the simplest ways of controlling our serum cholesterol is eating more eggs. And that's a great thing to do because that gives us really good protein and good energy. However, um, yes, sometimes we see people whose Parkinson's symptoms appear because they took Lipitor, Lipex, Crestor, or their symptoms get worse. And the number one thing to do about that, of course, is stop taking the drug. You know, this to me is logical, and yet I have found some doctors who oppose that. Stop taking Lipitor. You don't need it. Number two, make sure your diet is excellent, fantastic. And there's a lot of literature out there, or read my stuff about diet. That, again, will help your body balance your serum cholesterol and put cholesterol where we need it. You know, we need cholesterol to make hormones and to rebuild cells. So it's really important for us. Um, and number three, if those symptoms persist, once you've stopped taking the Lipitor, Lipex, Crestor, um, after six to eight weeks, if the symptoms are still prominent, then you need to be looking at a total health recovery program because your elevated serum cholesterol told you that something was out of balance. And the Parkinson's symptoms are telling you that something's out of balance. So get your life back into balance and then the symptoms will go away. If we fill our life with good health, then there's no room for illness-type symptoms. Okay, so don't take statin drugs for anything. The next question comes from Karen. How can I get the best movement possible with the least amount of meds? Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing that uh, Karen has a problem with the balance and stiffness and possibly coordination. So there are two distinct um, actions to take here. There's, there's one set of activities when you're on, that is the medications are working to whatever level, and one set of activities to undertake when you're off. Okay, when the meds are working reasonably well, then you need to be undertaking some really good balancing exercises and core strength exercises. So that includes crawling. Yes, crawling on your hands and knees, and it's always great to have knee pads for this, but crawling forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards. Um, 
as often as you can over the longest possible distance, so right across a room or up and down a, a passage in, in your house. Um, marching on the spot, and if you have balance challenges, it's really good to stand with your back into the uh, corner of a room or the corner of a bench, stand upright and look ahead and then march. Um, to music is a good idea, using marching music or dance music, marching with your knees coming up really high and hold your hands directly in front of you, level with your shoulders, to get that coordination, marching, flexibility and balance. Um, core strength exercises include things like Pilates and Iyengar yoga, as I mentioned before, um, and abdominal exercises, and doing flexibility exercises. Other good things to do while the meds are working is, is walking outside and, and swimming to get that hemispherical balance in your brain. Now, when you're off, that is your meds are not working, in between doses, then you do similar exercises but you do them more slowly and more carefully. Okay, so we don't want to fight your body. We want to encourage it to become more flexible so that you do maybe once up and once down with your crawling, doing it slowly. And yes, it will be more difficult without the meds, but it can be done and we need to get that message back to your brain that yes, my body can work. Um, Pilates is excellent for this, uh, to find a, a very aware and approachable and empathetic Pilates teacher and undertake some Pilates classes, preferably privately, while you're off and get them to assess your muscle movement and response and to give you exercises that you can do. And, and tiny movements are okay here. You know, if you're really challenged for movement and you manage to move one inch, that's fantastic. Celebrate that movement and tell your body it's great and do it again. So it's practice, practice, practice. Now, as far as um, assistance with this is concerned, if you're not already taking uh, vitamin C and magnesium, this combination will help with flexibility and movement. Um, 2,000 to 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily and magnesium preferably in powder form, um, half to one teaspoon of the magnesium powder in water twice a day and that will help with your movement and flexibility. Okay, good luck with that. You can do it. You are listening to my interview with John Coleman, naturopath doctor from Australia. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. What will carbidopa help and what won't it help? What can I expect to be improved from taking that? 
Okay, now uh, Carbidopa is packaged or is one of the decarboxylase inhibitors uh, packaged with levodopa drugs um, and generally that's called Cinemat. Um, and the idea with this uh, Carbidopa-Levodopa combination is to present your brain with the largest quantity of levodopa uh, available from the drug. Now, what will it help and what won't it help? Uh, this is a fairly difficult one to answer because individuals respond differently to each drug. In general terms, though, I find that levodopa drugs uh, can help with movement and balance and uh, in some cases will simply make you feel better so uh, there's less of the weightiness of having an quote unquote illness um, now a word of caution here that, that levodopa drugs can be very helpful but must be used very cautiously and wisely and at low doses. So I have found they are most effective at doses ranging from um, 100 milligrams per day total to around 400 milligrams per day total. Uh, now, there are several things we must not and cannot expect from taking levodopa drugs. One is that they very rarely help with tremor. Generally, we find that people who have a Parkinsonian tremor will not respond, or that tremor will not respond well to levodopa drugs. Um, and, and often the tremor is, is the symptom that worries people the most. So uh, be cautious here, levodopa drugs generally will not ease the tremor at all. Uh, number two, levodopa will not slow down the progress of the disorder. And in fact there is some research uh, that shows that if taken at high doses as normally prescribed by the medical profession, it may speed up the degenerative <coughs> process. Now, that I don't want to put people off from using levodopa drugs because I think they are useful, but they do need to be used at low dose and, um, and cautiously. They are infinitely better than dopamine agonists, COMP inhibitors, MAOB inhibitors, etc. Um, but use them at low doses. Um, the Levodopa drugs in general have a useful lifespan of three to seven years. Now there are exceptions on either side of that. Um, doctors generally say we get about five years useful life out of levodopa drugs. Um, that varies very significantly from individual to individual. Um, one Thing, one caution that I uh, believe is, is time to give now is that if 
taking levodopa drugs, you must take folic acid and vitamin C to mop up the homocysteine produced when we take levodopa drugs. Now, homocysteine is normally produced in our brain as we break down dopamine. However, when we well, we mop that homocysteine up and turn it into methionine and use it elsewhere. When we're unwell and taking a synthetic drug, we can't handle the homocysteine. Okay, so we need to take folic acid and vitamin C to handle it. But uh, yes, levodopa drugs do have a use. They will and may help, should I say, may help uh, balance and um, mobility, uh, but they will generally not help tremor and they will not slow down the degenerative process. All the questions I've asked you so far, uh, John, are questions submitted by individuals who were uh, seeking a second or third opinion. I have a question myself that I want to ask you. You've talked about a number of very rich and fascinating and useful approaches and techniques people uh, can use to be able to get relief from their symptoms. When you look at what happened with you personally, is there anything that floats to the top as being the most helpful to you personally? Yes, there is, and I have written about this, and I do base my um, advice and research on my own experience. It, the interesting thing is that I didn't really see how important this was until I'd actually recovered, and I I was walking a dark road, if you like, and needed to try many, many, many things uh, before I found the way to wellness. But the most important thing in my recovery was learning that I not only was able to be loved and worthy of being loved, but I could actually love myself with all my faults and, and all my mistakes in the past and all the hard lessons that I had learned that I, I was a beautiful being and I was able to be loved and when I realized that then I was able to walk away from people who said they loved me but in fact abused me emotionally or people I call emotional vampires. They, they wanted to suck me dry for whatever satisfaction or, or whatever they gained from that. Um, and, and it was this realisation that I am a beautiful creature even when I was at my ugliest and I was, you know, by worldly terms, pretty ugly back there in 1995 and 96. You know, my face was twisted and I was drooling and I shook and, and fell over a lot. And people often mistook me when I could walk for being very drunk because I swayed and stumbled and, and ran into walls or, or doorways. Um, I, I mumbled incoherently and I... I was often incontinent and so, you know, often I was stained with my own urine. And, and so he was a pretty unlovable 
creature and yet I learned that I, I was beautiful and when I realized that I found people around me who recognized that I was and, and beautiful and this was the number one the number one key to making everything else work yes there were physical therapies and there were other activities I saw counsellors um, and I found people who could help, my laugh, help me laugh um, I meditated daily um, often more than once daily and, and I joined in a meditation circle every week but in the end the most important and the most critical part of getting well was my growing understanding that I am beautiful and I am lovable and I could love myself My work here in this part of the world is called Parkinson's Recovery, and all of the websites uh, and all of the services and support systems have that term in it one way or another. And I often uh, get questions from individuals uh, for information about the Parkinson's Recovery Program. I have to immediately explain, oh, oh that's not me. <laughs> it's, well, I am Parkinson's Recovery, but I don't do the Parkinson's Recovery Program. That's John Coleman's program. And so please, John, tell everybody about your Parkinson's Recovery Program. Thanks, Robert. Look, this is a program that uh, I've developed in conjunction with a, a colleague who handles all the IT uh, stuff and sets up the website. But the Parkinson's Recovery Program contains all the information that I have gained from my own recovery and from my research since 1999, uh, both individual research and research with uh, colleagues, uh, scientists uh, in various parts of the world and it's there to help people move step by step towards wellness, towards recovery from this thing we call Parkinson's disease uh, and it consists of 52 weekly classes that are sent by email every week plus a large number of uh, bonus pages that contain extra information about various aspects of counselling or, or menus or recipes, um, exercises, etc. Um, it's, it's, in my view, very inexpensive because it only costs $49 Australian dollars per month, so that's Australian dollars, and that uh, works out at something like, I think today's exchange rate, around 36 US dollars per month. Now, the easiest way to find out about the Parkinson's Recovery Program is go to www.parkinsonsrecoveryprogram.com and read all the free material there, uh, because that explains pretty much what it's all about but it, it's a way of me being with you week by week no matter where you are in the world and if you become a member of the program 
then you can email me and I get 20 to 50 emails per day and so it takes me a few weeks to get around to replying to them but it means you can ask specific questions um, you know I'm happy to look at individual aspects of your journey etc um, and it, it makes you a part of a grand community of hundreds of people now who are moving towards wellness and and taking responsibility for their health. So it cost me about $25,000 when I was ill to gather all the information I needed and to understand what I was doing and to become well. And I'm offering all that information to you. Over a year, it's only 588 Australian dollars, which is, what, 400 and something US dollars. So. It's a great program. I feel very proud. I would love to see every individual in my clinic uh, and deal with them face to face, but I can't do that. And this program is a way of me being there with you and encouraging you and allowing you to have some access, access uh, to me and to my individual advice. So in a way, it's a, it's a service that you're making available to people to be able to get consultations with a naturopath doctor at long distance, uh, particularly for people who are, don't live by anybody who has those qualifications. That's right, because there are so few people in the world working the way I am, and, and I guess I have that unique experience of recovering from Parkinson's disease and multisystem atrophy, and being trained as a naturopath and having access to some very good neuroscientists who have uh, worked with me in doing some research so that I, I do have unique information to offer and I would, as I say, love to be with every individual but I can't be and this is a way for you to have my personal attention in the form of weekly e-classes and the facility to email me as an individual or even if you wish to to set up a, a telephone consultation or a webcam consultation so that we can speak face to face which of course is extra charge because it's extra time but um, there is this facility to do that and there's a mountain of information in the program over those 52 classes. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I, I'm very happy that I can offer this to people with Parkinson's around the world at, at an extraordinarily low price. And I have to thank my colleague, Mick Jordan, for that, who's been able to get everything set up so that it's, it's efficient and inexpensive. So it sounds like, uh, as well, once a person uh, uh, couples themselves with the community of other individuals who are members of your Parkinson's Recovery Program, they also merge into a template of hope and recovery because they're essentially joining up with a number of other individuals who are on the road to recovery. Absolutely, and, and I do get um, some wonderful emails and letters from people saying oh thank you it's the first time we've had hope and we've been following your program for um, six 
or eight weeks now and we're already seeing improvements in health and we're feeling better and more energetic and and so this is just fabulous and there is a blog attached to the program so people can leave messages for others to read and reply to so there's some uh, you know communication available here as well well and i do talk to people all the time too john and uh many of them are connected with uh, your program and they tell me yeah i tried this or i tried that that john recommended and i'm feeling better so right. i can give lots of testimonials of uh, stories i've heard from individuals who've been greatly benefited by uh, your incredible work thank you it's wonderful well, thank you so much for uh, giving us an opportunity to hear your perspective on these uh, questions that were submitted by individuals who were looking for second opinions to, to find out more about what they might be able to do to get relief from their own symptoms and also uh, some insights into your Parkinson's recovery program. So if you could give people, once again, uh, the way to get more information about that. Good. Go to www parkinsonsrecoveryprogram.com so parkinson's recovery program is all lowercase all one word no apostrophes uh, parkinsonsrecoveryprogram.com there's very extensive free information there and then you can move on and become a member all the instructions are there and um, link up with Robert's Parkinson's recovery site because there's some fantastic information there from a variety of sources around the globe and you can also get hold of my book Stop Parking and Start Living either in hard copy or downloaded from Robert's site and that's got some great individual uh, information as well and just remember you can become well thank you so much for being with us today John it's my pleasure Always a pleasure. Thanks, Robert. I'm back live. This is Robert Rogers. Uh, they're sleeping in Australia, so this is a pre-recorded interview. I want to, again, invite anyone who has uh, questions they'd like to ask a naturopath doctor to submit them to me. That's Robert at ParkinsonsRecovery.com, and I'll be happy to put your question on the list of questions that I'm asking my panel of naturopath doctors. My goal for each of my radio programs is that there will be information you'll find is useful, information that you can run with, and I am totally confident that today that is indeed what has happened, that there will be information uh, in uh, all of John's answers that will be helpful and useful to you personally. So, next week, John Ball individual who was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's uh, in his mid-20s and 40 years later is not only doing beautifully but is running in the San Francisco Marathon race in just two weeks from today. Uh, John, as I mentioned in the very beginning, uh, has run in now 22 marathon races, the most recent in Norway just a few months ago, and he tells us what he does to be able to leave a vibrant, active life. Uh, he has had Parkinson's for 40 years, and he'll tell us uh, what he's done to be able to uh, address uh, all of the challenges that he's faced. It's a truly inspirational discussion, uh, I want to tell you. Uh, I was uh, 
I was motivated uh, myself with much of what he said. So tune in next week. We're here every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 o'clock Eastern time. You can always connect in by calling in on the phone number, 347-945-5358, or you can connect through the Internet, particularly useful for those of you who live in many other countries other than the United States. And, of course, when you're connecting through the computer, it's always free. If you're calling the phone number, you will have to, uh, many of you will have to incur that long-distance charge. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all of the women are smart, all of the men are handsome, and all of the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. Good day.